Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans. For Leicester City fans, we're here tonight to reflect on another defeat to Leicester, for Leicester, which has now planted us right at the bottom of the Premier League table. Joined tonight by Tom, Barry and Steve, who was at the game on Saturday. Steve, you're back up there in Aberdeen now. How was your uh, how was your weekend in West London? Uh, well, dr- uh, rather drunken. Um um, sadly, it was uh, in consolation and depression, not out of celebration. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, nice and warm down there compared to Aberdeen. Yep, good. Well, it's good to good to have you with us, and we'll get your viewpoint on what happened at the bridge on on Saturday. Tom, good to see you. How are you feeling? Yeah, you too, mate. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right, I suppose. Um, you know, a shame that we didn't get the result that we perhaps think we deserved. But, you know, we, we kind of mostly predicted that. So, um, yeah, all right. Otherwise, mate. <laughs> um, Barry, at least you're not in any better mood than we are. Although you're at the height <laughs> of about 15th in the table with your three points so far. Um, how bad are Everton? That's the question. But, yeah, not so great for you, you guys at the weekend as well. Yeah, uh, poor, poor, poor day, uh, poor weekend for for all of us. I think. I uh, don't know how cheery and happy this show is going to be. I know it's going to be a bit of a uh, challenge, isn't it, to keep it upbeat? But we'll we'll do our best. We've obviously got the transfer window closing in on us as well. But we'll start off with the events at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. Disappointing two-one defeat to Chelsea, as called by me. Three points of the British League. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Uh, but Steve, what went wrong? How how did we end up losing that game, playing against 10 men for 60 minutes? Well, maybe playing against 10 men, I think, because um, it meant we had all the ball. 
and you know how good we are at breaking teams down that are putting a low block on us. And they they were able to break on us where, as I think it would have suited our game a bit more to be the other way round, to be honest. Um, we were coping all right, 11 versus 11. Um, Samari made a mistake, um, which let them in and uh, Ward made a good save. But other than that, they didn't really threaten us. The Chelsea fans around me were were just moaning and bitching all the way through about backwards, sidewards, boring football under Tuchel and why can't they get it forward and what. And we seem to be coping OK. A uh, little nervous, obviously, after what's been going on, but we seem to be coping OK. And then the sending off happened. And I still think we we played OK in the first half, the rest of the first half. Um and second half, we went to sleep. Vardy should have put us one up just before half time. Actually, it was a great chance, and he and he screwed it wide. Um, he may or may not have been offside, but the flag didn't go up. And uh, second half, we seemed to to be playing a lot slower with a lot less intensity, and um, and then mistakes happened. So you've got Dennis Pratt left uh, Kukurea, um, and he. He got the ball into Sterling and Marty wasn't quick enough closing him down, took a deflection. Should it have beat Ward? Well, it did. So that's, you know, two, if not three mistakes, giving Chelsea a goal, which I think was criminal when they were down to 10 men. Um, and then next time round, you know, you've got two men on James Justin, both the winger and the full back. Barnes nowhere to be seen. So they played it around him, got the ball in. Castagna was ball watching, leaving Sterling with a tap in. So more mistakes. Um, and that gave us a mountain to climb. And to be honest, even Tuchel said we we should have got a draw, deserved a draw. A lot of the Chelsea fans I saw said we could have even won the game, but we didn't. Poor finishing. But it was criminal to give those two goals away, to be honest. And start so slowly mm-hmm. in the second half. That's what killed us. It started off so well, Tom, as well. The sending off for Conor Gallagher, I don't think he had a leg to stand on, really, for either of those bookings, did he? I think the first no. one he took ADH out when he was breaking away from him and the second one on Barnes, it looked quite good at that, that stage for us, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, like you say with the bookings, you know, the first one's just a silly one and and the second sort of does the same thing again, but it actually looks a bit more dangerous on on second glance. He, he takes Harvey's ankle out pretty pretty badly. Um, and yeah, yeah, we should we should be sort of seeing that as a positive for us and and, and getting on it. But um, you know, as, as Steve says, if we if we start in the second half like that and crumbling, um, you know, we we kind of deserve what we get, I suppose. I guess so. I think very arguably though, Barry, we should have had a lead going into half time. We had a goal disallowed that. Can be said to be soft at the at the out at the utmost, but how come Harvey Barnes's goal got disallowed for the foul on Mendy? Didn't seem to be a lot in that. I don't know the answer for that, unfortunately. Mate. Like it, it's it's just a thing for keepers, isn't it? They just seem to get away with things like that. There, there seems to be these unwritten rules or rules that people don't know about when it comes to even a, a grey shade of the rule. I, I felt really disappointing for you because he deserved it. Um, and there was, for me, there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. And actually, um, I was I was watching Dermot Gallagher talking about it, and he said as much as um, he didn't believe it was a, a disallowed goal, by the, the 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 law of the rules, it had to be disallowed because he was touched. 
just rubbish. That is absolute mm. nonsense, isn't it? You got <laughs> Steve having a chat before we came on air about how times have changed a little bit, the good old days and all that. But you, you can't, you surely got to be allowed to be able to challenge for a ball from a corner like that. Of course, it rolled out a goal for Big Dan and Marty as well. It would have been a would have been a good start, really, for one of our centre backs to score against Chelsea when they're nicking one of ours. But you felt that we had a really good chance to go into half time one 0 up. We missed another chance. Vardy missed one one on one, didn't he? And then uh, his first missed one on one, should we say? And, mm. and then Timothy Castagne forced Mendy into a save right at half time. Steve, it was a feeling at half time that you thought we would maybe go on and win that win the game from that point. Yeah, it looked like it. I mean, it was going to be a tight game, <clears throat> 11 versus 11, but then we gradually seemed to get hold of it in the in the first half once Gallagher was sent off. And yeah, there was the disallowed goal. Great chance for Vardy. He'd normally put that away. <clears throat> and then good save by Mendy, who looked a bit dodgy throughout the game, I have to say, but that was a good save. He made a few saves, but I wouldn't say... That was probably the best save he made of the game. The others were pretty... You'd expect him to make those saves. In fact, you'd probably blame him a little bit for the Barnes goal as well. Yeah. He got beat on his near post, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, he hit it hard, but you shouldn't get beaten on your near post. I guess we've come out, Tom, straight after half-time again, literally within two minutes of the kickoff, and we've allowed them complete impetus to the game again, haven't we? Letting Sterling in. Free shot, really, from 20 yards. I know it got deflected and sailed over yeah. Danny Ward's head. What was your thoughts on the goal? Um, well, it's, it's clear. It's, it's the same as what we've been doing, really. We're giving people too much space in and around the box. Um, I, I mean, I, I hate to kind of diss on Amati, but he's, he's just nowhere near him. Like He's just nowhere near him at all. And, you know, Amati's a utility player. We... We're now relying on him week in, week out to fill in a centre-back role that he's not really capable of doing for us. Um, and yeah, I know I know there was a slight deflection on the shot from Sterling and fair enough, you know, it's a, it's a nice effort, but there's no pace on it. And I, I do think Ward should do a lot better. Yeah, he seems a little bit slow, doesn't he, with some of these balls over his head. I was talking to Steve earlier again, Barry, about the goal that Jesus scored against us uh, for, for Arsenal, which was a world-class finish, I think, but he still seemed quite slow to the ball going over his head. Would you say that was the same for that goal on Saturday? Um, yeah, he did, he did seem a bit flat-footed. He was kind of caught on his heels. But like I think you've got sometimes got to give the keeper the benefit of the doubt with that because you don't expect it. Like He's preparing his body to try and save one bottom right-hand corner. I think that's where Sterling was trying to aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, took, it just took an absolutely wicked deflection. You can't really do much about that. It happens to every keeper at some point. Um, I, yeah, the, the, the spin of the ball with the ball going so high just takes it back down. Yes, I, I, I think it'd be harsh to put too much blame on him. Just a, a little note on Dan Amarty getting the start over Siunchu. So, Brendan Rogers has come out today and his comments are I see them every day in training. So, it's consistency, desire, and mentality with uh, Siunchu and Amarty. Mm. Um, and also that he feels that. Amati wants to be at the club, whereas Kags in his last 12 months of his contract. If, if we're going into this season as Amati now as our first-choice centre-back, which we're four day, days away now from the end of the window. No, we're, not, we're two days away now from the end of the window, sorry. And we've got problems there, Stephen, can we? 
Well, unless he's more aggressive, yeah. I have to say he had a good game apart from that um, too late closing down Sterling. Other than that, he was comfortable on the ball, which I don't always wouldn't always say that about Amati. Uh, he made a few runs forward, even um, which I've never seen him do from centre half. Um, and generally, he defended very well. Uh, but you know, that's what Fafana brings, and to a degree, Siyunchu brings. Is they're quite aggressive. They go, they go looking for the tackle and looking for the block early. And Amati seems to wait and wait and, and wait too long. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but it would be a concern. If he's got to be our first choice centre-back, I would be concerned, yeah. That's uh, no minutes of football this season, Barry, for Chagos Yunku at the minute. Um, you know, reading between the lines there, his time at Leicester might be might be up. Would you half expect to see him on his way out as well before the end of this window? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think it's, there isn't... Like he's he's not going to be. You can play him in the league. Like you're not going to cut time for anything. So it's not going to. His value's not going to depreciate or anything like that. So just like he, he well for me, he's better than Amarty. Um, Steve was right. I thought Amarty was quite good on the weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like his tail end of last season form wasn't too great. So I don't know. Maybe Rogers is just also just ra- like ranked him out and went, no, you're not for me. You're not good enough. And maybe Marty is giving a better effort. Like you, you do have to sometimes reward that. Yeah. Well, you, you get that, but you look at the other 19 teams in the league and you probably wouldn't have a Marty in many of those teams, I don't think, in terms of his quality start. I think Tom used the, the word utility player. That's probably right, Tom, isn't it, for the level that he's at for us and uh, and his sort of maxed out potential that he's, he's got. He's, he's at his level, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we've we've played Wilf in that position before, and, and we've not. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't feel. Um, and Hamza Chowdhury. Do you both exactly? Yeah, yeah. We've got these players that can kind of rotate into that slot, but now with the situation we're in, obviously with Fafana and all the rest of it, um, we really need to find that that player that's 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 going to be there long term. And they need so, to be quick. Because they'll be playing with Evans, so we can't yeah. have two slow centre halves. We need a quick one to be playing with Evans. Can you get on my uh, petition to bring Harry Maguire back, Steve? Is that something you're doing? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> he's not quick, is he? Um, I mean, he's in of Evans, though, I think he'd probably go for a reasonable price now. Uh, but I don't know where his, his confidence would be shot to pieces, and he's not quick. And it'd fit in then, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Confidence FC. Uh, as we sit here tonight, uh, Wesley Fafana is in New York, apparently having the second part of his medical over there because the Chelsea owner has got some concerns around one of his past injuries that he wants an expert to to give the once over. Steve, what's your thoughts on Wesley Fafana as we sit here now? Well, I think I, c- I could hear the the thoughts of the Leicester City fans and uh, sitting in the corner and. They kind of thought he played with himself rather a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I just think um, his, his behaviour is disrespectful, childish, unprofessional, you know, and I don't have any time for that. And I, I think I've said before in the comments, Slabhead got a lot of stick when he left Leicester, but he never caused an ounce of trouble, right? Same as Kante. But Kante only served a year for us anyway, let's be honest, and then he was gone. Um, but Mares, um, 
uh, he, he caused some problems. And I think Fofana, just as bad, but even worse, really, right? Even worse, because he did a season for us, having thrown the Mardis at his previous club to get a move. Uh, he then got injured. We looked after him. He signed a five-year contract. And then he starts behaving like that. I think it's awful, to be honest. Um, I'll give him some latitude because he's still a kid, but it's awful, unprofessional, disrespectful behaviour. Are you looking forward to seeing him do it to Chelsea in a couple of years' time when Real Madrid come knocking? Yeah. <laughs> the other time your voice has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know that was of me, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right, yeah. Um, I think, you know, some credit in the bank has to go to the away fans on Saturday, though, Steve. From what I heard there, there was there was quite a vocal uh, displeasure to Fafana, but also ben, ben Chilwell was getting some stick as well. Which is yeah, nice. he was. Yeah. <laughs> ben Chilwell, he sits on the bench and he was resorting to pointing at his tattoos, I believe, by the end of it. Um, yeah, very- somebody said it was a tattoo of the European Cup. Somebody else said it was an LCFC tattoo. I can't imagine he's got one of them. Um, but yeah, when he was amazing, warming up, yeah, when he was warming up, he's obviously running to the corner in the shed where the Leicester fans are, and they were giving him some stick. Yeah, yeah. Barry is a purveyor of uh, fine tattoos. Uh, if he has got a Leicester City <laughs> tattoo, no, I'm joking. We'll come away from that. Um, but for you then, for the second goal, going back to to the game, it was like a game of statues from the Leicester defence, wasn't it? Yeah, Steve said it. Everyone was just ball watching. Um, like the the ball was ace, but uh, like I, I watched it a couple of times today, and I was like, could like could and should Ward anticipated that? I'm, I'm just not too sure because it was past him in a flash. So I just don't know if it was too too fast or not. And yeah, um, Castagna was just absolutely sleeping. It is. A, it, it was quite a good goal, to be fair. I think if like your own team scored, it'd be pretty tough with it. But defensively. Yeah, I think the the back four were all kind of too high, which is strange when you're defending a sort of byline byline cross because like James James was ahead of every single defender when he did it, and they went straight past every single one of them. Yeah, James Justin had two guys as usual. I mean, Barnes is not known. He had a good game, Harvey Barnes, but he's not known for his defensive ability, and he just had the. I don't know if it was Havertz and James, I can't remember, but he had two of them and they just passed it round him. I thought James had a good game, actually, mm-hmm. Justin, um, yeah. and James on their side. But um, I think Justin did well the, uh, with on that side, but he couldn't do anything there. There was two of them that just played it round him and it was a great ball in and Castagna was daydreaming. Going back to... Um... James, Justin and Harvey Barnes on that side there. Harvey Barnes in particular, Steve. When you're in a bit of a rut and you're at the bottom like that, it starts from the back, doesn't it? You have to dig yourself out of holes through hard yeah. work and uh, doing the basics well. So it's frustrating to see that sort of goal going against us. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure um, Brendan Rogers would be angry at both goals, to be honest. I mean, they were both preventable um, goals. And as I say, Dennis Pratt wasn't tracking back with Kukurea for the first one. Amati didn't come out and block it, uh, or not quickly enough anyway. And then Barnes wasn't helping James Justin. And uh, Castagna switched off. I mean, it was just a catalogue of mistakes, all preventable. I think he's going to be livid. Uh, as you said, that's a minimum of two goals every game we've let in. And uh, how are we going to get points if that's what we do? 
but you don't because we're not creating enough chances usually. I think we did on Saturday to to get yeah. to that again. But on a usual game, we're not creating enough chances to score one goal sometimes, never mind two. Tom, at that point, 2-0 down. It's game over, isn't it? Even against 10 men, usually. Uh, did you feel that we might be able to feel our way back in the game a little bit from there? Yeah, I mean, it's, as you've said, you know, we, we had the odd, the odd good crack at goal. I mean, you know, even uh, even Perez had a bit of a bit of a storming shot at you know at, at the uh, at the woodwork. Um, but yeah, the ball yeah. from Amarty from that was ace. Amarty's three ball was ace for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And the one Perez did with his outside of his foot to put Vardy through again was another good ball. Perez didn't actually play bad when he came on. Yeah. What do you think starting on then, Steve, when you've seen that? There's a few surprises in there, wasn't there? So Dennis Pratt on the right wing, a bit harsh on him. He's not a right winger. We don't have a right winger. Uh, Bubakari Samare back from the back from the ashes, really, a phoenix from the flames because his career was all but over at Leicester. And yeah. now he's done. Well, you know, we but we all thought he played quite well in pre-season, but he seemed to be keen on a move and therefore Rogers wasn't playing him. He seems to have switched from that and wants to stay, prove himself at Leicester. He started a bit slowly, I would say, and gave away that chance that Ward made a great save on. Um, but he grew into the game, um, even when it was 11 versus 11. But, you know, it's... I'd struggle to give him too much praise because a lot of the time he was on, it was 11 versus 10. So we should be in a controlling situation. So I'd like to see him have another game. I thought he's strong on the ball. He didn't give it away very much. You know, and Didi, for me, he's got very sloppy with his Mm. passing. Um, He's great at intercepting balls and backing up the defence, but he puts us under pressure by giving it away a lot. Um, So it, it might be worthwhile another try. Pratt, didn't work for me. He wasn't match fit. He he didn't know. It was like a fish out of water. He grew, he grew into the game a little bit, but um, you know they both had to come off because it was their first competitive games of the season. So they both had to come off reasonably early. Yeah, um, yeah. I was. I, I'm glad to see Pratt have a, get, a, a game, but I thought he was probably the uh, one of the worst players on the pitch for us. But uh, he is played out of position there. Yeah, he is. Barry, as a manager, or if you can imagine in the manager's position, you're under a bit of pressure at the moment and a player like Samore comes to you and supposedly has had the conversation that he doesn't want to leave after a year with the year that he's had at Leicester like that. He wants to dig in and fight for his place. Is that a bit of a boost to Brandon Rodgers, you think? Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be. Um, I, I think sometimes with these players that come over from France, they, they do need that first season. It's rare that they they come just ready to rock and straight into the ice. And every club's had it. Um, uh, and everyone's, I suppose every club makes a mistake of being impatient with it sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was right. Um, I was going to actually ask you, when you think of like how well Perez came on and Pratt playing on the right, if you don't have Madison, surely it's one of them two that goes into that role, isn't it? Like yeah, the creative, the other. It was just, I just thought it was a bit strange that neither of them got the start. Neither of who, sorry? Perez, well, Perez and Pratt got to start as like the 10, if you want to call yeah. it that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you got bought on to the right hand side when the attacking substitutions got made. Didn't I think it was maybe a bit more of a defensive lineup. I think the idea was probably that Pratt would offer a bit more defensively down that side against Cucurella. 
Uh, unfortunately, didn't quite work out that way, did it? But yeah, it's, uh, I thought Paris did okay when he came on. I think the, the latest on him is that there's a couple of Spanish sides that are interested in doing a deal for him before deadline day. Tom, if that's the, the case, it could be a free transfer that Jose Perez leaves on um, to save his wages from the from the wage bill. What's your, what's your thoughts on losing him at this stage? It's not ideal because as, as Barry's just said, you know, we've got so few players that, that are capable of doing, doing that sort of creative role. And I know he's not really hit the ground running and not been a constant, um, you know, a constant member of the team and and someone that even the fans have been <laughs> sort of drawn towards. But I don't know with with what we've got going out, it's it's worrying, you know, what what we might be left with. Yeah, what I'd say if he wrong. was going to perform, if he was going to perform, keep him. But the trouble is he performs about one game in 10. And, you know, he was crap when he came on against Southampton, right? Um, and I thought he did all right at Chelsea. But how often does he, you know, every now and again he has a game and you think, oh, Perez could be good. Mm, yeah. And then he's crap starts, for the next few games. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, it spells of, you know, one, one game or half a game and then we don't see him again, Yeah, um, which is disappointing. Good to see Harvey Barnes get on the score sheet for his first uh, goal of the season. Uh, a lovely bit of interplay with Jamie Vardy, who we'll come on to shortly. Barry, uh, sharp finish, but should the goalkeeper be doing better at his near post? Uh, no, I think I think give Barnes the credit there because uh, that's just it's just been clever. He was he was his position was looking like he was going to go across the goal, and he absolutely leathered it. Like not many keepers in that position would have been able to see that near post because he proper leathered it. It was a great finish. Yeah, yeah, and it's, against Thiago Silva as well, he beat him there, yeah. and, and and he had a fantastic game for Chelsea. I have to say, yeah. Silva was different class, but he beat James a few times, and he built he beat Silva there, and he was hit with such power. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Barnes looking dangerous, Steve, isn't it? Because he is. I, I think he's yeah. one of our shining hopes really for the season of, of maybe pulling us through games at a time. Yeah. I think so. I think we missed Madison's creativity, to be honest, and our set pieces were poor. KDH didn't have a yeah, fantastic game and his set pieces were poor. And we missed that creativity and that extra something that Madison can bring, I think. Um, but him and Barnes are special. And I think when we got both of them playing, we've always got a chance. Did you say you thought KDH was poor on Saturday there? Yeah. He, he, yeah one, one of the things I'd say is he never hides. He always wants the ball, but he was off a little bit. You know, he's, he, he sent a few grubber of corner kicks and free kicks in and his touch wasn't quite there and whatever. But he always, he never shies away from it. He always wants the ball and give him credit for that for a young lad. It's easy to go hiding when things aren't going your way. I thought that was one of his uh, poorer games that he had for us on, on Saturday. I think picking up the booking when he did, which was a harsh booking, I've got to say, because yeah. uh, it just seemed to, I, I felt watching, I don't know if you, you guys felt the same either in the stadium or watching as well, that the ref was definitely going to even it up at ten aside. Oh, time. definitely had that feeling, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even Roger was with the Chelsea fans says, oh, the ref's going to even this up. Yeah. And you, you thought that it's like, it's almost like, well, it's one of the big, it's like he's got a message in his, in his ear, you know, that's what you've done. You sent off one of them. Well, I didn't have a choice. Like it was too, yeah. Yellow cards, well, you better even it up later on in the game. It yeah. just felt like that, you know. It certainly did. 
Tom, Jamie Vardy, where do we start with this performance of the weekend? Uh, <laughs> well, well, he at least got himself a couple of chances, but, you know, a bit of a shame that he didn't put, put those away. Um, a couple of seasons back, the you know, the ball's over the shoulder, landing directly on his foot, they'd be in the back of the net, wouldn't they? But I think that yeah. just goes to show how good his finishing has been in the past. You can't really expect those to go in every time. So I think you could yeah, three, maybe one of them out of three <laughs> Saturday. Barry, would you say? What's that, sorry? I said you, you probably could expect one of the three, uh, the three really good chances, one-on-ones that he's had, what, to hit the back of the net with one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he played all that bad, though. Like, he, I he thought he worked chances, quite well. Yeah, I think he worked quite well and he did get the assist, I guess. So I, I, I thought he did okay. Um, but this, I think this, he, I think he's needing a bit of time just to get, to get the, the joints oiled and, and get up to, to scratch. I think there'll be a point where he'll just go in a goal blitz, I think. I think it's he's just kind of getting his eye in just now. He likes a goal against United, so maybe Thursday's the right time to... Oh, let's hope so. To get started. <laughs> the scores a little bit. I think the, the most disappointing one, well, the two most disappointing finishes, Stephen, probably in the second half where he quite tamely put one in uh, Mendy's chest and then took it yeah. around him and slid it wide. The, the whole thing around that one where he slid it wide, he didn't look like he was really in control of the ball the way that would expect previously. Um, no, and he's normally good from a tight angle, isn't he? He's, off, he's scored a few going around the keeper and hitting it in from a tight angle, but it wasn't really, for Vardy, it wasn't close. It was a good couple of foot away, really. So, yeah, but he did He did make the runs. He did get found. Something else that surprised me is how well Tielemans played because he hasn't been playing well lately. And I thought yeah, he, did play well. he was really up for it, considering it. You know, everyone's still saying he's going to go to either Arsenal or Liverpool in the next few days. He, he actually... Uh, Put the effort in, had a good game, gave away a penalty, <laughs> which was a penalty, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which he seems to do a lot. Uh, but he was gutted by that. So he still seems to play with passion and like he cares, which is, you know, better than Fafana, a, a million times better. Well, Fabrizio Romano's come out today. I know I mentioned Fabrizio a lot on the podcast, transfer expert, and said that apparently Leicester are asking for between 25 and 30 million for Tillemans still and that, that's putting Arsenal off at this stage it could be a game of poker that goes right down to the wire there Barry um, we, we would half expect him to go in the next two days as well I guess at the minute we're talking about mass exodus of players aren't we in the next two days yeah it kind of looks like that unfortunately it's it's kind of it's scary for a few of the clubs because there's a few clubs like that they're not really doing anything uh, and, and because there's limbo over their managers and limbo over certain players want to leave like how can how can the the board put thirty forty million into players if they're not really sure if they're going to keep the manager? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it has to be worrying because like your your squad will be relying on youngsters if it happens. That's certainly with the the full nine subs, um, and and when you're coming into cup games and looking to if you're if you're down the bottom, you just you kind of lose the interest in the cups. So. You're going to be relying on a lot of youngsters playing in cup games as well. It's, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Tom, you're determined to leave or stay before the window closes. I'm going to put you on the spot for that one. I'd like him to stay, but um, well, I can't, I can't see it. I think he'll go. 
Liverpool's latest team, of course, that he's been been linked with. It's a bit of a shame, Steve, isn't it, when we talk about him coming off one of his best games. The stat from the weekend was that out of the other the other fourteen, as in not the big six, he created the most amount of chances out of anyone in the league this weekend. Six chances that he created. That shows mm. how effective he was. Mm. Yeah. I hope we keep him. I think we've got a chance because I think, uh, you know, clubs have spent a lot of money. Um, Liverpool are careful, actually, with what they spend normally at the minute or have been the last two or three seasons. And Arsenal might just decide, well, that's, we can wait. We've got a good midfield. We'll have him for free at the end of the, uh, end of the season. Um, so we might end up with him with one more season. If he puts the commitment in like he did on Saturday, I'll, I'll be very happy. Because I have been critical of him last, uh, you know, back end of last season and into the start of this season, but he had a really good game on Saturday. European teams will be looking, teams that are in Europe because he's not cup tied. Like for 25 million, that's pretty good value. Mm. Yeah, I think Liverpool might be a serious option, you know, for him because they're they're desperate for a midfielder now, aren't they? And I I can see him ticking like a, a Rolls Royce in that midfield because he's carrying us a little bit through through the midfield at the minute when. Uh, indeed, he's not playing well, and you know KDH is at is at a level, isn't he, at the minute where he's improving all the time. But uh, it's it's difficult for him, really. Yeah. Uh, so coming away from the game on Saturday, we knew that a West Ham victory against Aston Villa would put us bottom of the Premier League come Sunday. And Baz, unfortunately, that happened. So how, how did that happen? First and foremost, how long have we got? <laughs> uh, just do you know what? Do you know what the first half uh, we. They were they were that's they were awful. They were actually the worst worst team of the two. We lost a goal to a wicked deflection as well. But we had we showed no creative nous. We were never going to score. It was never going to happen. Um, Jenner took our two best players off uh, just before they scored, um, and there was just no. We were just doing the same thing over and over again. We're too predictable. He he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Like he's he's got no idea. Uh, and and Moy is just you could just tell West Ham were just patient. Like even the players they subbed on didn't really do anything different. It's just inevitably one of their shots was going to go in, and it had to be a, it couldn't be a thunderbolt. It had to be a horrible deflection over the people. Yeah, sometimes goals uh, find find the games that they deserve, don't they? And that was probably one of one of yeah. those awful um, game. Quick question to you then. Bottom of the league, we've not had this now since the great escape season that we've we've been bottom of the, the Premier League. It's not pretty. I know we're four games in, so there's a long, long way to go. But are Leicester City in a relegation battle this season for you, Barry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, As it stands. How do you see this going? Do you see anything different than that? Or do you think this is going to be a battle against relegation this season? I think... Uh... Like I think I think Villa are too, but it's the next couple of days is going to determine that. And I think I just don't see anything happening for your guys. Like I just don't see it. Like the the players you sent the links over to, I I just don't see it because the the defender he's highly sought after. So unless they're going to throw for fan money, and I just don't know. Um, well, that was the, the, Max they look as much as Leicester aren't they do look like a second ship and if you don't have enough knowledge of the Premiership and you're a European footballer you're going to see that through social media through the media everything Sinking ship Steve Leicester City hard to disagree with that at the moment it is it is hard to disagree hard to hear it is it's tough to hear and despite how well we played at Chelsea we still lost against 10 men 
Um, but it's all about results now, isn't it? So, um, look, if we pick up four <laughs> points against United and Brighton, everything will look different. We might not even be in the bottom three. We might still be, but things will look different. But lose those two games and we could be cut adrift and things looking really difficult at that point. And then the window will be closed, of course, and in terms yeah. of personnel, there's nothing we'll be able to, to do there. No, it's in, in comes Sam Allardyce to save the day at that point, I think. Jesus. Tom, do you agree with the sentiment shared by Stephen Barry there? Is it, or are we panicking before we need to? I think we're we're right to be uh, to be worried about it. Certainly, um, it's that thing of you know we we just need to get this bloody transfer window closed and see what we're left with. Um, I mean, it's it's one thing for you know the team that we've got playing badly. It's another one with a couple of players stripped out that are that are creating things or you know that are heavily supporting. Um, is through tough games, but you know it's been a bloody awful start to be honest, hasn't it? Bloody awful, and um, yeah, if we don't pick up any points in the next two. You are thinking it's it's only going to go one way, and we'll, we'll be struggling to pick up points to stay in the league. Which yeah, point what you... worries me, Mark, is that even if even if they're back Rogers and then we we sell a couple of players and we make a few signings, right? Let's say we get rid of Fafana Perez. Cags, um, uh, somebody else, Vestergaard or whatever. Um, at the end of the day, the, the, any players we do get are going to be like fourth, fifth, sixth choice from what we wanted in the summer. Yeah, it's a really good point. Mm. I, th- I could see the loan system being maximised a little bit here as well. I think we're going to get some outcasts, if I'm honest. I'm not sure that's always a bad thing when you're up against it, getting players to, to reinvigorate themselves a, a little bit. And uh, the, the good thing... Well, it's not a good thing because we're not at that end of the table, but sides that previously wouldn't have loaned us players because we were a threat now would potentially look at loaning as a player. You know, your Man U's and Chelsea's and sides like that. Yeah. We should have a decent yeah. enough rapport with Chelsea now, obviously, with the Fafana sale there as well. So it, it's, yes, it's a bit of a hard one to talk about, really, isn't it? And try and make a show where we're not all doom and gloom is, is difficult. But Brendan Rogers, for you, Steve, at this moment, still got your, still got, you're still in his camp, are you? Um, look, I'm not happy with our performances or anything else, but I just think we've got to give them a little bit longer. If we lost the next two games, I think my patience would have run out on him. And I'm just okay. worried. Uh, we, what we might get is a temporary manager just to keep us from being relegated and then start again the next season if we stay up. Um, I can't see us getting uh, a Pochettino who is the favourite at all. I can't see us getting... a Graham Potter, I'd like to like to see if we did get rid of Rogers. Um, we're obviously too late for the Newcastle manager. He might have been another candidate. So yeah. I just think we're not going to get someone that's of the right standard for where the club wants to be. So it would have to be a temporary appointment to keep us in in the Premier League. Buzz, you sort of you almost hauntingly right before that. Just that that whole sinking ship comment from the top to the bottom. There is this problem at the moment of the, the club. The players aren't up for it. The fans aren't particularly up for it because of what they're seeing. The manager is obviously taking a lot of the stick, but maybe the, the, some of the blame needs to go higher than the manager as well. Uh, that would be reluctant at Leicester, of course, because of the relationship with the with the ownership. But 
how far is this malaise in this club at the moment? I think you said that's our new word to replace. Uh, what was the other one? How far is this malaise in this club and how can we look at shaking it? I guess results on the pitch can do that, can't they? Yeah, they can. Um, I think it's. I think just that. Well, the, t- the top's not going to change. Um, so if there's if there's one thing for certain out of all the tiers of that is the ownership's not going to change. So it has to be one of the other factors. I think. Um, yeah, like <laughs> Tom's right. The window needs to shut because that's that's a big part of the doom and gloom. It's like the, the team played well on the weekend. Uh, granted, didn't beat ten men, but they played okay. Um, Rogers still seems to be 50-50 within the fan base, maybe actually slightly more from what I've seen when I'm out. Um, and then once the window's closed and if you don't get the results in the next two, then it is easier for the board to make a decision. Um, no, but a change, a change has to happen, unfortunately. It's, it's so weird how both our teams are so similar just now that they that there's a fear to buy players because they don't know who's going to be in charge in two games, four games, six games. And they might not fancy them players. They can't. They can't go spurting thirty million on a defender or a midfielder for them to be totally unfancied by the next one. And you have to think that part ahead because there's no there's no signs of it changing. That that is that has to be happening in the next month. You would think. You would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come back to potentially Rogers in a bit, but we'll talk about uh, the the two upcoming games shortly. But let's cheer ourselves up with a quiz. Uh, <laughs> and you'll like the theme of this quiz 10 managers were sacked in the Premier League last season uh, I'd like you to give me the name of those 10 and we'll do last man standing starting with Steve so 10 managers were replaced at 9 different clubs 1 club sacked uh, at 2 managers no prizes for guessing who that is and yeah. beyond all the names of those play- those managers that were sacked last season Solskjaer yeah correct Barry? Dean Smith. Yeah, Aston Villa. Tom? Bloody hell, I, I don't know why, but I can't bloody think of anyone. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I, I'm pretty certain I'm wrong, but I'm going to go Farkas. Daniel Farker? Yeah. Norwich? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You you still out of the bag, Tom. Pulled out the bag. Well Googled. Steve. Who <laughs> <laughs> was one of the Watford managers that was sacked? Um wasn't Ranieri, was it? Because he was. Oh. Yeah. Ranieri, <laughs> really. Yeah, he's do you know he's the most sacked manager in the Premier League history. <laughs> he's sacked by five different Premier League clubs now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, great. He won Barry? the league with one of them. Yeah, he did. Uh, Frank, Frank Lampard. No, not on the not on the list last season. It was the season before, I think he got sacked. Oh, was it? Yeah, I can't sure remember the other one I had. Tom. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go for silver, but I know it's not right. No, it's not right. Steve, you've won the last man standing. How's <laughs> this? Sean Dyche, yeah. Uh, that's two yeah, yeah. on this year. Woo-hoo! Is that two you've won? Yeah. We're only four episodes in. That's a 50% success rate. It's in me fact, two guests, two, everyone else, zero. Yeah. I've got one. 
Oh, did you? That doesn't yeah, make sense, one. then, does it? Steve, are you overclaiming? No, no. <laughs> no, Steve's definitely won twice, yeah. Steve's yeah. definitely won twice. Have you got any more? No, I'm stuck Santo, Pedro Santo. Yeah, Nuno Espelito. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Tottenham. He won yeah. one month and got sacked the next. Munoz, <laughs> Munoz from Watford. He was the first one that they sat last season. Steve Bruce at Newcastle. Feels yeah. like a lot more oh, yeah. than last year. Uh, He'll be West sacked Brown. again soon. Where's he at now? West Brom. West Brom. West Brom yeah. 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 Um, Dean Smith, you got Falker. We got Espirito Santo. Solskjaer. Yeah, that was a fresh one. Yeah. yeah. Rafa Benitez at Everton. Benitez. Ah, Benitez, yeah. Fabio Ranieri at Watford. Sean Dyche at Burnley. And Marcello Bielsa at Leeds United. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right, Manchester United on Thursday, guys. They've come into a little bit of form. Steve, how do we beat Manchester United this Thursday? And don't say score more goals than them. <laughs> well, that would be that would be one thing to do. Um, I, I think um, they're playing now. Last couple of games with a bit more energy and fight um, under Ten Hag, and I think we've got to outfight them. Is that where I we really start? Do. Is that the yeah. energy? The pitch has got to be a a key one for that, then, isn't it? Yeah. Barry, do you see that happening? I'm not after a prediction from you, but can you see Leicester really being up for this on Thursday? Um, possibly because it, it, it is shut, isn't it? So it's the first game once the window is done. Um, everyone will know where they stand. Um, at, like who who's still there? Um, yeah, if they can replicate how they played against Chelsea, because for me Chelsea are a better side than Man United, ten men or not. Uh, yeah. So if they can sort of, if they, if they can sort of um, like do that again. Um, and just be a bit more clinical. That could, that could and possibly should be enough. The, the clinical side of it is going to be key, isn't it? That's absolutely spot on. United the season, Tom, their XG is uh, 6.4 against and only 5.24. So it, right. based on that, we should get some chances against them. They've, they've given chances away this season quite with quite regularity. I know they got absolutely spanked by Brentford um, a couple of games ago. That's the sort of yeah. mentality that we need to go into. This with isn't it on, on yeah? I mean, you know, obviously they've they've come out with a good result, but um, yeah, I I think they're there for the taking. I, I know our our squad. I, I kind of feel like if one or two go in early doors against us, we, we will crumble. Um, yeah. But yeah, if if the chances are there, you know, if we've got Barnes Barnes running up the wing and just just getting the ball in, that's that's what it's all about, really. Um, I don't know if is, is Madison going to be fit for it. I was just going to ask you the same thing, Tom. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would uh, certainly be um, a sight for sore eyes to see him on the on the starting lineup. Um, and as as you've said, you know, Vardy likes a goal against Man U. If there's someone that's going to be fired up for it, it's going to be him. Yeah, Steve, we'll just have the uh, chart positions through for it's eleven and seven for Jamie Vardy. Like Leicester City, we're now 102nd in the chart in Nigeria. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not playing um, Ndidi and Ian Acho enough for them. Uh, we don't talk about them enough. Them. Yeah. yeah, if we were praising... Uh, do you do more then? 
We need to praise him more. Ian Nacho didn't do too bad when he came on. Um, no, it's. Uh, I'd. I'd still like to see us play with two up top. To be honest, uh, I think it's. Um, it's a bit negative playing one up top, and I think we've. We're a better team going forward than we are defending. So better to win five four than lose two nil because we haven't been creating much up top. Um, Look, I, I think Man U were a little lucky to beat Southampton, to be honest. And I think we need to score first because, as Tom said, you know, we concede. We're, we're ripe for conceding another one and, and that will be a bridge too far. So, But if we score first, I think we've got a chance. How do we stick together at the minute then as a, as a club? Because the siege mentality has got to be within there somewhere. We know that we've spoken, Barry, about having I mean, enough quality in the squad to be able to finish quite high this season. But for whatever reason, it's, it's not happening at the minute. How do we pull together at this point? And I guess what the lads have said there about an early goal for us is probably quite key to that, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, like Man United didn't, didn't look great, like Steve said. And when when they're playing this McTominay and Ericsson as like the two more defensive two, you've got to get into them. They, like that's and you've got you've got the midfield to do that. So the I high think energy hero has... might play for them on Thursday. Possibly. Well, he came on like he came on and looked tired. He, like for someone who was a fresh sub, he didn't. He wasn't getting around the pitch very quick. Um, yeah, maybe, like maybe. But then I think that makes them more vulnerable. If it like, well, who gets dropped? Do you drop Ericsson, who's creative, or do you drop McTominay's bundle of energy? I don't know. I, I still think they're still questioning what their their best team is. Um, and rightly or wrongly, you kind of know yours because it's it's kind of the same every week. So it's, like, it's just so it just need, it just needs to be sort of tactical tweaks. I'm with Steve. I would like to see two up front, but then you kind of don't play Barnes, do you? Yeah, unless Barnes is one of the two up front. But he'll yeah. he'll still he'll still favour the wing, won't he? He'll just he'll just yeah. naturally get attracted to the wing potentially and not yeah. play that. I like I like having Barnes up on a two away from home. I think we did it against uh, was it Man City last season where we we scored. It's when we beat them five two. I think Barnes played in behind Vardy in that game uh, when when we spanked them at the Etihad that time. I quite like Barnes up there, but probably at home it's not the right thing to to do. I tell you what, if Casemiro does play on Thursday, Tom, mark my words when this happens in the the game, it will definitely get booked for fouling Madison. Madison will yeah. be sprawling all around the floor if he's playing for for that. But are Man United the the fearsome side that they once were? Do you do you look at that fixture and go, well, there's no chance we're going to pick three points up here, or should we be looking to, to get no, 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 no. I, I think we've we've had decent results against them, and um, I mean, let's be real, Man U have been a, a bit of a laughing stock recently, so they're, they're certainly not a team to be feared. Um, it's it's just a bit of a shame that they're coming into form now and they're clearly getting their um, their tactics down with the new manager. What do you think of Ten Hag, Steve? Well, he's got a big job on. Um, they better be patient with him. I think he could get them there eventually, but they're not going to be challenging for anything this season. So how patient they're going to be, yeah. um, I think, is the question. I mean, I would say Man U's the easier game out of Man U and Brighton. I was going to ask that. how far they've plummeted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brighton are a really good side of it. We'll come on to them shortly. I read something about Ten Hag. I'm not sure which game it was based on, but they'd ran eight miles less per player or less across the whole of the um, 
playing squad on a certain game. It might have been the uh, Brentford game, actually. I think it and was. Made them, yeah. They made the, he made them all run an extra eight miles at training. And they're all <laughs> moaning about it. And he's gone and stripped off down to to his tracksuit as well and joined them in for, a, for an eight-mile run because he said, including himself, they weren't good enough for that game. That's a great mentality, Barry, isn't it, to have to to hear that coming from you. If you had that Leicester at the minute and you heard that the manager was not necessarily having a run with him, but setting a tone of, of discipline like that, you'd feel a little bit more comfortable about the situation. Yeah, I just think everything I read about him, like, he, he, like there's just no bullshit with him. And <coughs> excuse me, one of the things I read is um, he spoke to the guys up top about Ferguson not being as big an influence. Uh, and not and not being like a director and that, and I think like it's brave, but he's but he's right. Like, mm. like there's just no way Man United make signings and Ferguson isn't doesn't give it the final stamp of approval, and you don't need that. And he's Ten Hag has earned his stripes to be full, fully fully in charge. Mm. Um, but they do they are more energetic. They do their one twos are wonderful, but for the last three games I've watched them, they tire like the last. Last ten minutes, they're done, and if, if Leicester can hold it to that, they could absolutely punish it. And because because you've got good forward substitutions that can punish teams, and Chelsea nearly punished Chelsea. Yeah, Tom, how much are you looking forward to go down the ground on Thursday? Is it starting to feel like a chore yet, or are you thinking, no, do you know what? We can make a difference here on Thursday. I'm well up for it on Thursday, absolutely, <laughs> and I know you will be as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Each week we go on about this. You know, if we go a goal or two down, is is the uh, atmosphere gonna gonna be rotten in the crowd? I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be on a on a uh, on a Thursday night because it will remind us too much of the European days of last season. <laughs> too right, Thursday yeah. Nights under the the lights, <laughs> we'll be at home to Manchester United. The song's gone there, isn't it? It's Hopefully, we won't have to endure the uh, two goals the other way anyway. Yeah, well, that's standard, isn't it? 2.5 goals the other way. Um, I'll take some predictions for, for Thursday for, for you guys, if that's okay. I'll start with yourself, Steve. I think we're going to win 2-1. Yeah. Barry? I think it's going to be 1-0 United. Okay, Tom? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Shots fired. Um I, it literally could be any any score on Thursday. That's the way I feel. But um, I'm go, I'm going to go with Steve and go two one to us. I'm going to go four two to us. Oh yes, the, the rock Rick Brewer of a game end to end. But Jamie Vardy finds his scoring boots and scores twice in front of the cop to steal it. We can all hope, can't we? Yeah. Right. After that, we've got a game on Sunday. It's been moved now uh, onto the Sky Sports cameras as well on Sunday afternoon against the Bryce. So it wasn't originally due to, to be on Sky. I'm not sure what's changed, but they've announced today that it's going to be on Sky on, on Sunday. Steve, Brighton is a very, very tough place to go. They've got 10 points from the first 12 games. Graham Potter is working absolute wonders there, isn't he, at the minute? Yeah, well, they've lost players as well, haven't they? So um, they've lost some of their star players and are still... Doing well, so he's done well, and believe it or not, he was getting booed off the park when they drew nil at home last season as well. And yeah. now they're sitting pretty in fourth place with ten points. Be a really tough game if we get a draw there. I'll be more than happy. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They've uh, they're quite shrewd with the signings there, Barry, aren't they? So I know 
spoke there about losing players. So Cucurella and Basuma have gone out, but the players they bring in, it's almost like an academy of class that comes through for them. Yeah, they've obviously got a good a good system there. Um, and they just play good football. Like, you could understand why they're not, they're not going for megastars. They can't do that. So like the, their attraction is the way they play, the way he wants you to play. You could see yeah. him being a good... If he if he's part of the conversation with a player, he'd be totally crystal clear what he expects, what he's going to get from you, and what they could achieve all together. That like I do like him. I think he's I think he's really good, and he and he, rising, he's getting what he it? deserves. His stocks rising at the moment. Yeah, his, yeah, his reputation. But, is he, he, but he can be streaky. Like he always has these patches. So it'd be interesting to to see how long this continues and if he can maintain it. Yeah, can he maintain it? Um, possibly, possibly if, like if they come to the January window and they're still in the top six it's all about investment then and, and making the right moves but we'll see but then like could he be lured away prior to that I don't know I think he could be you, you uh, I was well, a Villa fan um, is he? supposedly and he I was reading today that um, yeah, it's probably bullshit enough. But that uh, he, he was questioned if his team came for him, would he do it? And he said it'd have to be right for both clubs. He could never leave a club with a better taste. So yeah, would yeah. would we pay the compensation to get him? Yeah, we probably would. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But so yeah, I, I do like what he's doing. He put his football, the, the team, the way they play football is how I would like any my my team to play football. They've beaten Manchester United, Tom, Leeds, um, yeah. West Ham and Drew with uh, Newcastle so far. So they've not had an easy run by any means. They play Fulham tomorrow night away and Fulham aren't a bad side either. That's my worry at the moment. Every time I talk about yeah. something, they're not a bad side. They're not a bad side. Very true. It's yeah. difficult to find three worst sides at the minute, isn't it? Well, there's Forest <laughs> and Villa. There's two. <laughs> still keeps us in the bottom three though doesn't it <laughs> even the Forest are playing Bournemouth. nice football actually aren't they yeah, yeah. yeah Bournemouth have shipped 16 goals in the last four games haven't they so they wow. they won the game before that wasn't they yeah they did yeah oh dear well yeah. Parker said that his squad's not strong enough and, and so that's a strong statement against the board and if they don't make any signings you know, that's that could backfire on him in terms of the confidence he has in the current squad and they have in him and everything else, particularly yeah. after a 9-0 defeat. Yeah, it's never good to be on the other end of those, I, I imagine. Tom, should we be fearing going to Brighton? I know last season, I think we were quite unlucky there. I think Adamola Luckman had about 17 goals disallowed, if I remember rightly, <laughs> in the same game for offside through VAR. So... We stand a chance there on Sunday, don't we? It's not a game that oh, yeah. we're thinking we're going to definitely lose. Yeah, no, of course we stand a chance. I, I think um, Brighton, they've, they've kind of become one of those underdog teams that are actually better than you think. Mm. And they have been for a, for a good two or three seasons. Um, like They've always played really good football against us at the, at the King Power. Um so yeah, it's going to be a tough game for sure. But we've 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 got the players that can make the runs and 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 get the ball in. So give us a prediction then, Tom. Uh, I will go for a another two-one to Leicester. We're getting six points. Yes, mate. <laughs> Rogers in. Rogers in. 
By Barry? Uh, same as Tom. Okay, Steve? One or I'll go two or one, I think, for that one. I think it'll... I just can't see us not conceding goals at the minute. I'm not sure. Yeah. I need, I need some confidence in the defence. Two, two one to who? I'm saying one all. Oh, you're saying one all. Sorry. No, I'm saying two all. Said... I forgot to say two all. Two all. Yeah, I can't see us uh, not conceding goals at the moment. I'm really hoping that we uh, come out and spend some of the Fafana money in the, the last couple of days of the uh, transfer window. Um, Steve, what, what are you hoping for in the last couple of days of the window? Um, that we keep Tillemans, uh, that we get rid of some of the dross that doesn't really feature, like Vestergaard, but it doesn't seem like he wants to go for half the money he's on for some reason. Um, I, I just think he's being mean and selfish. I mean, uh, he should put Leicester City first and go for half the salary he's currently on. Um, and uh, the bastard. And uh, <laughs> Perez, maybe. <laughs> And and if Cags isn't going to feature, get rid of him, right? If he's not going to sign a contract or Rogers doesn't want him to sign a contract, get rid of him. Get some more players in. Let's hope our fifth and sixth choice signings in different roles actually work out and we can start to rise up the table to kind of uh, top of the bottom half. Yeah. Would you take 17th this season if offered it to you now? No. I still think we can do better than that. But uh, I would take twelfth uh, because there'd be a lot of clubs, Barry, wouldn't they? Leicester's position that even though the bottom of the league, the players that you've got, you go well, it's going to get better at some point. There just doesn't seem to be all that much belief around the club at the moment. Would you agree that with Steve, where the uh, priorities are for the remainder of the window? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's more um, keeping the, the big guys if you can, the main the main cogs, rather than uh, trying to sign replacements or, or, or fill spaces because I still don't think the squad is actually all that bad granted relying on Amarty isn't ideal mm. but he could still get a, he could still get a tune out of Cags whether yeah. he says contract or not I agree I agree Tom I'll give you the closing word this evening because our hour has been and gone as ever and it goes quickly past but this time last week I asked you what you wanted from the next week and you said <laughs> feel like we're not completely in the shit yeah, how's that working out for you? Um, I think we are balancing a fine line, very fine line. Um, <laughs> on the shit I mean... today, are we more in the shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's not a great situation. I mean, you know, we, we're talking about Amati a lot, but realistically, you know, we, we need centre backs because if uh, if Evans has has some sort of injury that puts him out for half a season. Who are the who are we we then putting in? You know, is is um, Vestergaard in every week filling that role? What who's going to be filling in the captain role? Because all Brighton doesn't bloody play, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it could well be it's a really point. difficult season. It's 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 looking tricky enough as it is. It's been the sort of show where we've tried to keep it as light as we can <laughs> be, but. Things are very much in the balance at the moment, aren't they? But thanks yeah. very much for your uh, input tonight, guys, as ever. Uh, this time next week, the window will be closed. We'll know what we've got and we'll be able to talk about what the, the immediate future might look like for Leicester City. Uh, two games in the meantime, hopefully we'll get some points. But that's another episode of It's 11, It's 7 for Jamie Vardy. And we'll speak to you again next time.
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.